0: yo what up guys it's your main man richie rich aka the man of steel and welcome back to my life that i live one step one rep at a time let's get to it shall we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so let's get cracking we? so first things first welcome ladies and gentlemen to our first ever episode of diving in deep here we'll be talking about relationships what's going on right now what's our thoughts and feels on different things that we come across in everyday life such love business life thoughts and feels and things like that um with myself richie rich or coach perhaps as everybody calls me and the wonderful janine who's here with me today hi oh. <laughs> um so yeah how you doing today janine you good
1: i am very well thank you and thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast
0: um uh, so it's my pleasure more than it is anything else um oh, we've known each other for how many years now so for you to be doing this it's like super amazing
1: yeah, I'm I'm really, really happy to be engaging in the conversation that we're about to get into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I've been excited the majority of this week. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. We like having these kind of talks anyway. Um, so yeah, I've got my water, I've got my popcorn, let's get it cracking. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so when we were talking previously, um Let's actually take it back. So we, me, and you are always talking about relationships and um, dating in the now versus back in the day when it used to be so "quote unquote" simple. What well, what do you think um, dating's like now, or relationships are like now?
1: Um, being someone that was wiped off quite young, I got into a relationship when I was twenty three and stayed with that person until we got married. So I never really had the opportunity to do much dating. But since being divorced and being older, I have jumped into the dating scene and I can see that it is very challenging. There's so much to choose from and sift through. Like There are so many um, sites out there Um, And obviously, with the most recent lockdowns, people are not able to go out on actual physical dates. So it's a matter of video calling people and kind of getting to know them that way. So just in society, the way that dating is now is very different to what it was before. And I feel that there's a lot of challenges that has come with that before you'd go out and you'd actually get the vibe and the feel of the person, you know, you'd yeah. smell what cologne or aftershave they're wearing and you get to get a sense of who they are. But when you're on a video call, I don't think it's the same. <laughs> um, no. And the same with just kind of just messaging back and forth. It's it's not as it's not as personal. I think yeah. the, the kind of personal interaction side of dating has been removed.
0: I agree with you. I think, like, it's that phrase that... Um... Where, like, I remember when, I, when I've been on dating apps, and you you see stuff like, "I'm not looking for a pen pal," do you know what I mean? So let's chat, and then let's meet face to face, and all that jazz. And because of the situation, it's like, well, you're gonna have to deal with pen paling for a period, you know, you know, unless you don't mind meeting up a girl for a uh, social distancing walk. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but walking is not everybody's cup of tea. Like, I like a good walk. You know, what I mean, I can do a good walk on the first day. I'll grab a coffee on the first day, even if it's a takeaway cup. I'm all right with that. But some people, that's not date material. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, they're not all about that. So, pen paling is what's going to happen until otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, for me personally, I don't have an issue with taking some time, speaking to someone maybe a couple of times a week before you get into the meeting up sort of thing I have no issues with that um I don't know it I feel like it it means a little bit more than if you just rush into a first date because yeah. oftentimes you you know the person that you've seen online or the pictures you see online don't always represent the person in real life so if you, you rush it. to the first date and then you think oh I'm not really feeling them like that then that's just completely deaded off straight away. Whereas if you actually spend a bit of time getting to know them and then you see them, even if you weren't as attracted, you yeah. still might like their personality and you might be more inclined to give it a go and get to know them a bit more.
0: I guess so. And I think that's just because you've had some time, like you mentioned, to just build on actually communicating with each other first and then be, being able to see certain aspects of their personality a little bit sooner rather than later. Um, so then you can kind of make up that decision because we all know back in the day when you go out and you meet somebody, personally, is not the first thing you see. So, mm-hmm. you know, you see them and you be like, yo, she's kind of fine, you know. And then you start <laughs> chatting to her and you're like, yo, she's dead. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, vice versa.
1: Yeah. and
0: that, this is one of the conversations I've um people, with people, a friend of mine ages ago when before the first lockdown started. Just as the first lockdown started and then we were like, yeah, but it should be better now, isn't it? Because you get to communicate and talk more and get a better understanding of how they feel. And if mandom hasn't got any game, you're going to have to work on game now, bro, before you before you get to meet that person or, you know, vice versa. And people are like, Nah, man, it's boring. No, nah, that's nah, it's boring, man. We just need to meet up and then make it happen. And I'm like, dude, like, for real? <laughs> like, you don't even try to talk? And that's long. How long are you going to be talking for until the next lockdown's over? so yeah there are a lot, of there's a lot of impatient people out there like when it comes to dating in the now especially when it's all electronic now it's all online majority of the time
1: yeah and I think that's kind of sad actually I think it speaks volumes about the mindset of of people today in terms of love relationships and so on and so forth I just think Nothing should be rushed. You're gonna have to spend some time. And it's as you say, impatience. I think that is a killer of romance and a killer of relationships. Yeah. Like you have to give people a bit of a chance. You have to feel things out. People want to rush to see you just to be like, oh, has she got a big bumper? Has she got do you know what I mean? They just want to see you physically. True. to kind of determine whether or not they would want to sleep with you. Um, and then once they've made that decision, then it's either they will continue to talk to you or no, actually, maybe they won't.
0: True, and sorry. that
1: shouldn't be your motivation, to be honest. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. No, I agree with you there. Um, we, yeah. I mean, guys can be thirsty like that. And we'll, we'll we'll, chase, 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 just to see. Because we're all by di- visuals, aren't we? We're very visual creatures. So we'll chase, 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 just to see what she's like in person. And mm. then um obviously see if see if you can get lucky and hit it and if you can. Afterwards you're kinda like, all right, do I wanna jam with her or do I not want to jam with her? And you know, it, it kind of takes the fun out of the whole chasing process. On the other hand, you know, you could there's there's women out there who they're similar as well in terms of they're trying to chase, see what he's about, see how he's moving financially, see how he's moving, see how he's moving. Oh no. Roadman, roadman, lifestyle is a new thing. See how roadman worthy he is, or how how, cor- how correct his game is, and all that jazz. Or when you do meet, it's like they don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against somebody wanting to see you again the second time, but they're kind of <laughs> like you know. There's I can't wait to see you another time, or there's I can't I need to see you because I want to affirm my position, so nobody else takes your takes you know your your gaze. And it's mm-hmm. like, do you are you on what's what I'm looking for? Are you not confident in your ability to keep his attention? Why do you feel like you need to keep reassuring or looking for some level of reassurance after mm. you guys have met and you've had a great time? Like I know it's so easily available out there, swipe left, swipe, right? But still I was gonna say
1: to... that. I was gonna say there's <laughs> so much um there's so much competition. There is Is so it much
0: competition, competition or is it just the market is easier now than it was before.
1: Well, I think there's so much more online influences. There's so much more uh, female availability. You know, what people say about all Instagram models and all these like hookup sites. So it's like, if you start talking to someone, you can bet a hundred pound, they're talking to about 15 other people. So if you like them, and you do want to kind of pursue something with them, you might want to kind of, as you say, like assume your position and kind of make a stamp because actually there's going to be 14 other girls that maybe some will be willing to sleep with them as soon as they meet. Yeah. Some, you know, some will be entertaining things that you might not entertain and therefore they may get be in the running and yeah. you might count it out. So it's, it's a challenging one.
0: I get that. Um, I think... the the play the level the the playing field has changed somewhat now once upon a time as a man you you had to have certain credentials tick boxes what does he drive Mm. how does he look how Mm. much money does he make what people does he know do you understand well what does he do for a living you know the blue chip jobs blue collar jobs were the ones um that she was looking at for stability and for futureness and all that business, right? So if you were working in a big boy company, you were doing the, you you you're bound to be pulling somebody super attractive. Same thing with the lady. What does she do? Is she independent? Does she have her own money? Does she need you to finance her life or to com uh, or to uh, complement her life? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now the playing ground is not so cut and dry like that. It's all changing now. The mechanic. Or the bus driver, or the person who doesn't want to work and just sits at home gaming all day, or is an influencer but doesn't get paid for it. You know, Mm. you you everybody can get everybody now. Like there is no, oh, you don't have this, so you can't chat to her. What are you talking about, bro? I was in the DMs just yesterday.
1: Wow. Uh, You
0: you won't get to know him because you know he's not about that life. What are you talking about? He came around yesterday do you know what I mean like the playing field has changed so it is easy and readily available out there for you to be able to chat to one two three four or five if that's your kind of thing personally not for me it's too much work I am way too old Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean when I was young fine as you get older there's too many things to remember do you know what I mean (laughs) everyone's
1: names
0: (laughs) yeah man everybody's taste and it's too much to, what did you say you like? What did you say? Nah, no, it's too much, man. Do you know what I mean? But it's really, it's easy to get. It's easy to get. Ask, out of I was
1: going to ask a question. I know you've just mentioned that the, the playing field's changed. So, what about people that still have that old frame of mind, that old mindset of that the person they're looking for should be, you know, working here and have this level of stability and be this type
0: of person? That's right.
1: I'm, I'm the old school. I'm yeah, still that. I, I'm still that woman. So I'm like, I okay, well if, if everything's changed, then where does that leave me?
0: No, I feel you. I mean, you know, your old school is is still the best school. Sounds cliche, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, I I give you an example, right? I remember when I was talking to somebody a while ago. I don't. Know, I think I told you this before, but when I was talking to somebody a while ago, and uh, they were into Roadmen, and no. I was like. Big girl like you, talking the way you talk, moving the way you move, and you're feeling that roadman lifestyle. Like, what is it about that roadman lifestyle? When you're, you're a well-established entrepreneur, you've got your, you know, you've got your shit together, and you want to chase that roadman lifestyle where you don't quite know when they're going to be chilled or when they're going to be settled. Mm. What, 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 what is that life? You know. Whereas, don't get me wrong, I'm no CEO of a company right now. But I have got that, like you, old school mentality of trying to make sure I've got my own stuff so I can, you know, I can put food in my own fridge and I don't rely on anybody else to try and look out for me. So if somebody else wants to walk into my life, I should at least try to be able to do the basic stuff. Do you know what I mean? So she doesn't feel like I'm supposed to be making an investment, not a loss. So for people like you, yo, you guys are gold, really and truly. I, I remember holding the door open for somebody on a date once and they were shocked like, Men still do that. I was like, yeah, chivalry's not dead. We old school. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, a, I think it's lovely. Mean, yeah, women definitely do that. It's,
1: it's a beautiful thing when men can be chivalrous. And for some women, they don't like it, and that's absolutely fine.
0: Fine, yeah. I mean...
1: Personally, I think it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's just because, and again, I, I, think, I don't know what it's like, I'm, you know, we're not going to make this about race, but I know in the black community, um... When you're trying to be chivalrous to your lady, you're ambushed by comments like "she's not going to sleep with you" by being like that. You're being a simp. Um, you're too soft. You're too wet behind the ears. Do you know what I mean? You just you just bombarded with those kind of comments from your 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 male supposed to be male support group. Your your people who are men too, the black men who are men too, who's supposed to be Going, yeah, bruv, keep doing that, yeah. Show them that there's still gentlemen around. Like it's not about that. Treat them mean and keep them keen, jazz. Do you know what I mean? They're not saying that. Instead, they're they're putting you down for being a gentleman. So you're kind of like, oh, chivalry is not dying because people don't have to do it anymore. Chivalry is dying because there are other people out there trying to assassinate that mentality. Yeah, do
1: you I know just what I think. Mean? Off of the point of what you just made, which is a real, like, it's a genuine observation. If if people are basically having a negative stance against chivalry and then this yeah. is making men decide that they're not going to bother with it, it is so ridiculous. In, in my view, it makes no sense because if you think, oh, this woman's not going to sleep with you if you're nice to her, also yeah. from a man's perspective, if she gives it up too easy, then that's not the type of woman you want to wife anyway. So isn't it better if you're nice to her and she still may not sleep with you straight away because she's got respect for herself and she's feeling it out. That's a win win. You're being nice. She's experiencing that nice treatment and she's also keeping herself until she's ready and comfortable. And you if you worth, if she deems you worthy, then you get you get that. If not, then you don't. But it, it's such a weird one because I can't see what the problem is.
0: I love how you use the term worthy. That do not get me wrong. I have nothing against anybody who, when they meet up with each other, and if mm. they, they click and they get it on, and then before you know it, they're getting down and they're doing their thing. I've got nothing against those people. I have been in that situation before. So I understand it. And I wasn't upset then, and I would never be upset now. And that's mm. nothing because I'm a dude. That's just who I am. However, I do love the fact that you said worthy because once upon a time, it's kind of like how you used to be able to gauge how the other pe- how attractive you were to the lady. Because I know you'd be like, yeah, it's about the man who gets to go. She, the man does, you know, go out of his way to hunt for the woman. But it's the woman who allows herself to be caught by the specific guy. So if she does allow you to go out with her on a date, for example, you guys go out and you have a good time, um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hit it. Do you know what I mean? So you you get you get the kiss at the end of the night. There's a possibility um, you'll get to see her a second time. You get to see her a second time when you guys are holding hands. Okay, things are moving along nicely, and you know you're talking more, you're gelling more, you're spending more and more time with each other. You click, you're clicking, and then she decides to give herself to you. So now she's told she basically made a decision that you deserve her body. So she's going to give herself to you. Then you know that okay yeah, she, you know, she, she wants something legit. Do you understand? So we we can make this happen. I've worked hard. I've earned this. You know what I mean? On the flip side of the spectrum, it's that whole, well, sometimes a guy or a girl just wants to, you know, hit it quickly to find out if they're sexually compatible because you don't want to be with somebody for like, I don't know. Some people wait a year, for example, right? You don't want to be with somebody for a year, and realise you're sexually incompatible. And yeah, that's a like, shame. That would be a shame. I mean? Like, exactly. And it's like, it's that situation where when you meet somebody and things click, and it get, does get physical, you have, you're, 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 you're fighting with that, that emotional or mental state of, have I given up too easy? Does he think I'm this kind of girl? Hmm. Or like I said to somebody the other day, I think I was talking about it the other day or two days ago, I was saying, Women may struggle. Well, women do struggle with the term of he's going to think I'm loose. He's going to think I'm, you know, I'm a whole because I gave it up too quickly. Not realising that a guy on the flip side would be thinking she's going to think I'm a fuckboy now because I've hit it. And that's not even the case. Like, I didn't plan for this to happen, but I don't regret that it happened either. Does that make sense?
1: Do you guys really think like that, though?
0: Yeah, man, of course we do. Of course yeah. we do. Yeah. it it used to happen to me a good few times like back in the day and I'll be on the phone to my best friend and i would be like, it's happened again. I felt like DJ Khaled and I'd be like, another one. And then...
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? And then she'd be like, yeah, but I thought you'd be over the moon that you're you're hitting them left, right and center. I'm like, it's not about that because Mm -hmm. there's this connotation of black brothers who look like me in terms of piercings, the tattoos, the build now because of the hair and everything. And they'll just think, fuck boy, he probably gets loads of girls. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the truth of the matter, maybe yes, I may get um, a fair bit of um, female attention and all that stuff. And yes, I might get lucky at dating very attractive women, but do not be confused at that making me a fuck boy, because in one, it's not always the case where I want to meet somebody and then just get jiggy with it and then see you later. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you know. I
1: know genuinely that most men are looking for something serious in our age group. Um, yeah, and the ones that are not, they're just not serious about life. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like when you're, you know, heading towards forty or forty plus, you should be in that frame of mind where settling down is more of a priority than just sleeping with multiple women and having that yeah. as of a status thing.
0: That's a very you know tr- I mean.
1: mentality. Yeah,
0: you don't you don't want to be that auntie or that uncle that's like ah. They're so cool. They've always got a different boyfriend, a different girlfriend, at different family events or parties. You don't want to be that person. There's nothing wrong with that person. But for me personally, I don't want to be that guy. Do you know what I mean? Especially with me having children, I want to be the guy who they're like, that's always got a different girlfriend. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just not for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I understand that.
0: But So uh, moving on, Mm -hmm. we were speaking briefly about this... uh, Docu is it a documentary series that is yeah. online?
1: Yeah, what? so it's it's like a therapy session. So we get to look into therapy sessions for two separate couples.
0: Right, and it's called the Blue Room. Is it or
1: Blue Therapy?
0: Yeah, Blue Therapy. So I caught a glimpse of that, like one brief episode, and it was a Nigerian couple. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's there's a stigma, isn't there, with African couples. And I think Caribbean couples as well uh, or West Indian couples or whichever the, the, the term we're allowed to use now because I get so confused. You now. can use With both,
1: Caribbean, West Caribbean, Indian, same. yeah. Caribbean,
0: West Indian, right. And black people as well as world, We don't really do like relationship counselling, do we? Um, it's like a, normal no longer going to come outside and tell me how to run my relationship scenario. Mm. Call it pride, call it ego. I genuinely think it's fear. Do you know what I mean? Um, so obviously watching that that episode with the two Nigerian couple, it, the, the the way he reacted, I, I just thought to myself, mm-hmm. I understand that feeling. I, I've been there before, um, when I, before I went into relationships, counselling before when I was with my ex-partner. Um, why is that? Why do you think it is? Why do you think we're like that?
1: I don't know. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head about it being a cultural thing. Um... You know, maybe because our parents and our parents' parents would never have entertained the idea. Maybe it's because more it would have been more acceptable for the head of a family to maybe sit down with a, a couple and discuss if they're having any marital issues or relationship issues, how they can get through it. But it, it it's it's the concept is probably quite foreign. for as you said, someone outside of your circle, outside of your family, to now sit down and kind of give you the guidance that you need without not knowing the couple fully because you've got to imagine it's probably just an hour session each time you can discuss a lot of things in an hour but if you're going to a session only once a week that's four times four hours in that whole month that that person's seeing you their their kind of judgment on your relationship i don't think it would be necessarily fully accurate yeah but it would be dependent on what you share as well I mean, if you're highlighting everything that is a problem that needs to be fixed, then they can just focus on that. But then it obviously paints the picture that you're in a very negative relationship and then you okay. probably kind of miss out all the other good bits and the bits okay. that you've done,
0: you know, made progress <clears throat> in. Correct. And obviously, we black folk, we used to do it in church, aren't we? It's like the pastor will come yeah. and say, relationship counselling, do so you understand? And then we'll yeah. sit down and we'll... And, Sometimes it's cool because they kind of have an idea of us based on the fact of how many times we're in church, and if we got married in that church, even more. So, and mm-hmm. if the family is affiliated with the church, again, even more. So, um, but then I also find it can be intrusive because they feel like they know you more than yeah. they should.
1: There's a bit so, of a conflict of interest there when yeah. there's someone as close as that to then exactly. be in that part of your life as well, because they're in your spiritual life. Now yeah. they're in your romantic life. Yeah. And depending on their relationship with each person that they may be um supporting in that therapy session, they could be biased there.
0: Very true. Whether yeah. they know it or not. You know, yeah. it's not their fault most times. It's very it's very not their fault. It's I totally I, biased, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's talking from experience. I remember when I went through marriage counselling at the time and we were having some issues and it was it was like the pastor's missus was more towards my kids' moms. do you know what I mean? Because they spent a lot of time together, whereas the pastor was more closer to me because we'd spent a lot of time together. And it's like trying to cancel both of us without being biased is very hard because yeah. no matter how hard you try to be impartial, which is a very, very tricky thing to do, you, it's, human emo, human, what is it, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. That you, you're going to be like, no, 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 but he's not like that. No, 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 she's not like that. And it's like, okay, you're getting personal now. But this whole documentary, it is a documentary. It's like a docuseries, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, they, they, they're doing it on TV. Now, again, this is the thing that Black Folk do. Black Folk don't be out here, unless it's Atlanta Housewives or Atlanta husbands <laughs> or all that guys, they don't be out here talking about their personal relationships on camera yeah. to uh, to a therapist like what you've watched more than me anyway so do you tell me what you thought of the program
1: i think it's brilliant entertainment (laughs) that was my first thought (laughs) it had me literally with my jaw to the floor i couldn't believe what i was seeing what i was hearing um i've watched five episodes and so far the picture that's been painted about one specific couple is that the 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 male is he has some narcissistic traits and that the female is having to put up with a lot of unnecessary, unkind behaviour from him. So this is also what people are saying online, on social media and and, and so on. So them putting themselves out there like that has caused there to be a lot of negative press. He's gone through the ringer. But at the same time, it's things that he is saying on camera. It's not that people have made him say it. It's his approach. It's his demeanour. It's even is even an Italian
0: guy?
1: Yeah, his name's Paul.
0: Um, yes, this is the one who lives above his means, right? Yeah, and even right. the
1: one who speaks to the therapist is very condescending. He seems to be like very egotistical in in how he delivers everything he's saying. Right. So he's given himself a bad rep, and I think that's catching the attention of the audience more than every anything else, right? So it's difficult to see him as a good boyfriend because all we're seeing is all of these things. So that's what right. I'm saying. It's given us a, an imperfect picture. Um, and it was funny. I went to a friend's house the other day and they were watching yeah. a different show where he'd come on as a guest. And he right. said, in seeing all the responses online, he's like, people genuinely think that they know his relationship from just seeing an hour clip of a show. And from his perspective, he can't really get his head round why people have come out with, you know, all their diagnosis for him and (laughs) have literally written him off and they think she should leave him and so on. And, you know, it's hard for him to swallow.
0: Yeah.
1: I think therapy is a good thing. Personally, I've had my own personal therapy. Um, I've had marriage counseling before I got married. Yeah. Um, I prefer counselling outside of a church context. I now, agree. that's just my personal preference because of the experience that I had. When I had the marriage counselling,
0: yeah.
1: it wasn't as thorough, in my opinion, and it could have been the person that was counselling us. Right. It wasn't like they didn't dig deep in terms right. of understanding me as a person, my needs, my husband yeah. at the time, his needs. There wasn't that. It was just very glossy very kind of surface okay and I don't think it helped us or empowered us in going into marriage and having a clearer understanding of each other or the expectations of marriage
0: would you say it kind of felt like um like a fast track course um just to get you to the just to get you to marriage and then everything else you kind of just gotta figure out as you go along
1: I mean, it wasn't. It was never intended to be a fast track course. It was always intended to be like a supportive measure for the both of us. Yeah. And I actually had marriage counseling from two different um, two different church. Uh, two oh, different wow. churches. One was an Anglican church, a white couple. One was okay. a, a Pentecostal church, a black couple. And Which neither n- neither of them did what it what i would I, I what I would have needed. I right. felt that, again, it was very basic them sort of giving a little bit about what they do in their life in their relationships and it wasn't really understanding us as a couple and seeing where we might need more prayer more support yeah. from external um friends and family it, it wasn't enough yeah
0: right yeah I, I get that i can understand i mean i've had my own experience with marriage counseling and then um I think think what I was fortunate of was we had the marriage counsellor before we got married and then um, it still carried on after we got married so um, by then obviously it was down to us to always show up and always ask if we need to come and have a sit down and have a conversation but again pride, ego kind of makes you feel as men, black men for some reason again um, that, nah, I don't need somebody else trying to tell me about my marriage. My parents were able to do it um, and they went through some serious shit and they are able to do it, then why should I be able to do it? It should be hereditary. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the skill. Uh, truth of the matter is, no, there's nothing wrong with um, any form of therapy. I, I believe therapy is like a form of asking for help. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're in the gym and it's too heavy, you ask for somebody to spot you, to help you, so you can get to the next stage um, because obviously you can't physically find a way to do it without a little bit of help. And I think therapy is just exactly the same thing. And I've been through marriage counseling and I've been through therapy and so own. And I've had life coaching as well. So, you know, these are all useful and helpful tips and tools in, to get you to wherever you want to be um, in your life or in your relationship. So yeah, I, I've got nothing against it personally. But that's just because of years of growing up and years of understanding that they're not the bad guys. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not and it's not an excuse to chew out the other side. You know, I think that's another reason um why we try to avoid it, because people think it's an arena to go and throw shade at the other person and just chew them out. Do you know what I mean?
1: And... Which is which is not the point of it at all, is it? Exactly
0: it's not Mm -hmm. it's not helping anything and i think it's not that i'm justifying mr paul but i do remember watching him and thinking bro like you on tv i'm not trying to say don't be yourself but um just be aware that you're whatever you're about to do right now the whole world is watching you so think before you speak you see what i'm saying
1: yeah Um, there's an element of you've got to be careful you want to represent yourself well yeah not not be fake but I think he was just being himself. And if that's how he is, then he needs some help because his behaviours weren't always appropriate.
0: Yeah, he was genuinely oblivious to the fact that his missus was just not feeling it. But it's like the other dude who he wanted to, uh, he arranged for him and his partner to come and he was late. And then when, when he did turn up, kind of just acts like it wasn't interested and I was thinking this is the problem with relationships now um, well, no, let me not say problem this is one of the contributing factors versus the way our parents did it back in the day one of them is not really being bothered to just do what is required that you said you want to do, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you said you want whatever this is and yet the basic stuff, you're not making happen. Yeah, It's not like you can't do it. It's just like in your mind, you don't really feel, you really don't see the logic in stepping up because you've already done what you thought was enough.
1: So I don't know, Is there, there there's a misunderstanding there because I think that this is a common thing for, for some men. I can't speak for all men, but yeah. some of the men that I've had interactions with, they may have in yeah. their mind a level of, the, I don't know, a level that they're willing to go to And then if you, as you say, if you require anything more, they think that you're asking for too much or it's not necessary. But actually, relationships evolve. People's needs change. Um, The goalpost changes. If we got together and we said we're going to save 20 grand because we want to put it down as a deposit towards a house, whatever, and then we get the house, then we're going to be trying to do something else next. So, you, you can't just yeah. li- limit yourself to say, "Well, I've done the thing that I was gonna do. Leave it at yeah. that." Yeah,
0: it's very true. Um, it's almost like they—it's like you have to renegotiate the terms and conditions of this relationship thing. Like, nah, nah, babe. When we started, you said you were all good with. You know, we'll see where it goes. Now yeah. you're trying to ask me why are we? Do you know what I mean? Let's sit down and re- renegotiate this. And you're like, but when we were spending this time before, you didn't worry about re- renegotiating the terms of conditions. And now, all of a sudden, we need to change everything around. And like, well, I'm just saying, I was providing you the bare minimum. And all of a sudden, you're looking for extras. It's like, well, because our relationship has evolved. Whether yeah. you knew it or not, it's evolved. So I'm not asking for extras. I'm just filling in the fact of this is what is now required for the next stage.
1: Yeah. And I just wish I do wish that men or some men could see that you know women are not asking for too much; they're just asking for what they need. And then if you don't feel that you can meet that need, then you should need you should let them go. You should say, "Look, I am probably not in the right space. I don't think yeah. I can give you what you need." And then you can end that that chapter. But Amazing. I think. People- People don't and they hold sure. on to somebody knowing that they can't meet their needs and then literally yeah. it's almost like that person's captive until yeah. they decide this is no longer good for me and they walk away,
0: yeah. Do you know what? It's the same on the opposite side, you know. The, the women do the same thing to guys. It's, okay. it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know. Um. It's that whole, I'm not quite sure what I want but I don't want anybody else to look at you or chat to you mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what I want. Are you like, so you want me here? or you act like you don't want me here until somebody else pays attention to me, and then all of a sudden you want me. Like you can't, you can't do that. Either pick it, say this is what it is, and then know that um, we're gonna—I don't know how we're gonna work it, but we're gonna work it. But at least I know where I stand. Or just let my go and let man do what he wants to do, and you go do what you want to do, and you go play your game, and I go play my game, you know. But at the same time, what you said makes perfect sense. I think the best example. It is the whole meet with somebody who wants kids and you have kids mm. and you know you don't want more kids. But you're still, but, and this person does want kids eventually. But you're still choosing to be in a relationship with this person, knowing full well you know you don't want kids. It's not like you're not sure if you want kids. You know you don't want kids. Why are you holding up this person's time where they can meet somebody else who doesn't want to have kids?
1: It's crazy. It, it's, it it's selfish.
0: It is selfish. You took yeah. the words out of my mouth. It's selfish. It's um. It's it's selfish and it's senseless because um, earlier in the conversation we were just talking about how it's so readily available out there, right? Yet mm-hmm. people be acting when they meet somebody who's so cool or everything that they wanted minus one thing, for example, they'll be acting like that's the only thing that matters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So one moment ago it was already available. The next thing you know, I'm holding this I'm holding this one down because I can. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's really it's a complicated world that we live in and, and just I think everyone is going through life with a certain amount of trauma from relationships, a certain amount of misunderstanding from even like childhood maybe they, they weren't um exposed to positive relationships maybe their parents broke up or you know they could have been domestic violence or you know something negative happening in the family home so I feel like as adults are walking through life with all of these things kind of in our subconscious and then when we enter into relationships the other person's got their baggage and we're basically two baggage filled individuals (laughs) trying to get together and make sense out of everything and it's a massive challenge and that's yes. where therapy and counselling can really help to unpack some of that baggage. Very true. Um, but people, but people need to be willing to do that.
0: That's the part there. Willing to do it. Are they willing to do what is required to get them what they say they want?
1: Yeah. That, yeah. The
0: question. Now, another quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, baggage, and um, people who have. Trauma. Now, I am a firm believer in, I feel like everybody deserves an opportunity to find love. Trauma baggage or not, um, some baggage can be unpacked easily. Some baggage takes a while to unpack. Some baggage requires assistance of other people to help unpack. Right? Mm -hmm. What's your view and opinion on people who are Still have trauma in their in their life, and they still have baggage that needs to be unpacked. Then seeking a relationship with somebody who has a lot less baggage to unpack.
1: Uh, okay, I'm probably a connoisseur, <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and and that is it's unfortunate but true. I've I've yeah. been in the the experience I've had that type of a relationship where. Somebody had a lot of baggage to unpack and hadn't started their process, weren't 100% self-aware. They didn't have um, uh, the understanding to realise that certain things from their childhood had maybe triggered certain belief systems, behaviours, and has caused them to be where they are and make the decisions that they made. I was luckily enough that I'd done some inner work. I went to counselling. I've read some books. I've understood certain things. I've sought help to kind of be able to declutter and unpack some of my bags. So when entering into a relationship, I would have a lot more clarity. I feel like I'd have a lot more to give. Um, So, yeah, it's unfortunate. And I wouldn't say that I've been the type of person to say, avoid people that have got baggage, because I haven't. But what happens is when you have done the work or have begun the process and the other person hasn't straight away, there's going to be a disconnect. You're not going to be on the same level of consciousness for for want of a better word. You're not going to be on the same level of understanding. um, And that will cause problems in your relationship. If they are unwilling to start to do the work, And if they're also unwilling for you to support them in things that you may have already gone through and had been successful in getting rid of it out of your life.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you would need to or do you feel like it's your responsibility to help unpack their baggage? Um, Because it's a tricky one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It is tricky because everyone's baggage is their own. But I think a part of a relationship and a partnership is sharing the load. And I think if you've gone through certain things that are similar to your partner and and certain choices that you've made have been helpful, whether it's the counseling, the books you've read that have really given you insight, whether you've started doing meditation, self-healing, whatever it is you've done, I don't see anything wrong with you sharing that information with another person to help them on the journey. I don't think it's your responsibility to unpack the bags, but as a caring, loving human in a relationship, it would be a responsibility to care for your partner. And that is a part of caring. And I have been that person that has tried to do those things. And unfortunately I've had relationships where the other person wasn't willing to receive that care, wasn't willing to receive that support, that encouragement. They weren't at the space, um, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and therefore yeah. I felt like I was giving a lot of myself and exuding a lot of my energies and it was yeah. just being rejected. So again, it causes a massive disconnect.
0: It kind of almost feels like when you uh, when somebody th- there's unpacking something together, isn't there? And then there's something yeah. they're loading me. So mm. you know what I mean? It's like let's go upstairs and let's put the clothes away together. And instead you find yourself doing all the phone and putting it away, and they just bring in more stuff to dump. And you're like, I don't think it. You know, this doesn't feel like you're helping. It feels like you're adding and leaving it for me to tidy up, and I can't tidy up your mess mm-hmm. for you because you're the one who knows where everything goes. Plus you know what I mean? Or how, or how it's supposed to look. But I think because when we fall for somebody, or when we have strong emotions or feelings for that person, we forget to protect ourselves and we forget to um, engage boundaries that we've set Mm. in place and we end up taking on their load and adding their load to our load knowing that you are unpacking your bags of your stuff Mm -hmm. and then you're also unpacking their stuff and the thing is they might be starting to benefit from you unpacking their stuff as well as you unpacking your own stuff but you don't see no benefit because all you're doing is working and they're just reaping the rewards. Mm -hmm.
1: Then it becomes a very one-sided relationship.
0: It does. And then that's when levels the toxicity level starts to rise. And then the spirit of resentment starts Mm -hmm. to form, you know? And then you start feeling tired and then you start feeling unappreciated. And before you know it, you've transferred all your energy and everything over into somebody else. And they're just absorbing it. Yeah. Because...
1: You gave it away freely. Yeah. And I think you've touched on, on such an important point about having clear boundaries. And I know yeah. throughout my journey and different relationships I've been in, that has been a problem to just keep those clear boundaries unwavering. Um, but as I've gotten older and as I've grown and developed, I realised that that is a non-negotiable. My yeah. boundary is my boundary. It doesn't move for anybody and actually the right person would respect you for having a clear boundary they wouldn't yeah. ridicule you mock you or make you feel that you know you're you're doing too much or you're being too
0: strict yeah.
1: they would respect yeah. it yeah
0: yeah and they'll understand that this is a place that you've come from and this is the place this is the you've come from a place of operating in such way and they will if they if they really observe it and into like they say they are <coughs> excuse me, they will understand that <clears throat> this is part of the reason why they're attracted to you because of the fundamentals that you operate in. And it would be wrong for them to deter you away from that because it would then make you it would then deter you away from the person that they've attracted to in the first place.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh, a it's a quality, it's a, it's an attribute. Yeah. It's not a negative yeah. for the right person for the right relationship. It is not a negative at all to be yeah. a boundaryed person.
0: Yeah, it's not. Um, I think obviously, I think we'll discuss this in another topic at another time. But um, I feel like it's one of the key things that some people forget, especially in the art of chasing somebody in the first place. There's certain core values and there's certain um, fundamentals that people operate in which leads them to be desirable in the eyes of other people. And I feel like sometimes the other person forgets that once they've been able to, you know, get with that person. They forget mm-hmm. these fundamentals. They forget these um characteristics that made them attractive in the first place. And they try to find a way to transform or re augmentate the person to their liking, only to later on realise that they're not quite feeling. What they've tried to change them into, and it's like because what you've tried to do here is you've tried to change the default setting, forgetting that the default setting was what you were attracted to in the first place.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
0: Crazy. <laughs> well, look, we'll end this one here because we've done pretty well, I reckon. Forty-seven minutes. It's been pretty awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Conversation. So I know, right? But this is what me and you are like. But what we're going, <laughs> <Bravo>. I think... <laughs> well, I think what we will do is we'll do a part two for this again at another time and then really go even deeper. And by then I would have watched this documentary even more and I'd be like, bruv, what was that guy on about? Did you see that Jazzy was talking? Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but is there anything else you want to add before we disappear?
1: No, I think we've touched on so much already and I'm just excited for the next one where we can yeah. maybe go a bit deeper into, as you said, boundaries and core values in yeah. relationships.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. I think boundaries, core values, um, those so easily overlooked nowadays or so easily dismissed and yeah. I think it needs to be brought back to the forefront of a lot of things. Do you know what I mean? Because whether you like it or not, core values... And um, certain fundamentals that people operate in, they, they were in your face, whether you like it or not. And it only yeah. feels painful because you try to ignore it. It's literally saying, brother, I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Great. Well, look, it's been awesome having you on today, Janine. Um,
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, no, trust me, this is 100% my pleasure. Okay. Um, can't wait for the next time. Everybody else that's listening, thank you for taking the time out to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, leave a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, stay tuned for the next. Oh god, it sounds so cliche. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, take it easy. Have a great day. You See you too. later. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening in earlier on, it was such an amazing opportunity to actually record with my very very dear friend Janine, she also has her own channel here on Anchor FM which is under the handle, what is a spiritual coaching, so if you're interested in more about what she has to say, please Show us some love and head over to our channel, which is what is a spiritual coaching. Anyway guys, like I always say, live your life one step one at a time. Think strong, be strong, and impossible is nothing. Peace.